Did you know that Left 4 Dead 2 was so popular that expansion was released 11 years after the original launch date? You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos and opinions, make sure you visit the xboxhub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello, welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode 121. My name's Gareth Fry, I'm going to be your host, and on my virtual left is Mr. James Burks. How are you doing? Hello there. You alright? <laughs> good. You don't sound too good, James. Yeah. You alright? Yeah, not too bad. Just a little bit, well, let's say, not hay fever, but something. Oh. Something's setting me off. So no. I'll survive. Good. We've got a podcast to do. We have. Come on, guys. Let's not... do this. Juicy calls. <laughs> oh, my virtual right is Mr. Darren Edwards. How are you doing, Darren? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. Apart from nearly smashing a printer to bits with my bare hands, I'm okay. Oh, God, printer problems. Just doesn't do what it says. I, I need to get Paul in to sort it out, I think. Oh, I wouldn't do that. Although <laughs> uh, uh, my virtual opposite is Mr. Richard Dobson. How are you doing, Richard? Hi again, good guys, good, thank you, how are you? Good, you sound quite rushed, Richard. you want to get over there and done with? <laughs> well, that's my, my third in a row, I'm uh... <laughs> Very good, thank you, bye-bye, come on, let's move, let's get it done. See ya. <laughs> Richard, what have you been doing this week? Well, since Thursday, I think when we, when we last spoke on the podcast, I've not done anything, so the only thing I can offer up to you guys in the days since was I had a bit of a weird dream last night. (laughs) 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 So, in my dream, I was being kept prisoner by some guy who looked like Keith Sutherland, but I don't want to say it was him. Um, For legal reasons. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly. He he wasn't a very good uh, captor either, so each day we were being held captive in a different house but he'd put the onus on us to make it to these houses ourselves and he was like right go off do your own thing and then come back to this new house at the end of the day and if you don't they'll be held to pay so he was working alongside his wife and we all realized fairly quickly that his wife didn't want to be like kidnapping people and keeping them prisoner so our main thing was going out each day and buying her gifts to try and win her over. <laughs> and then when we got to this house this this last time, something something stirred in my head that I was like, maybe maybe I've been here, been here before, and he really is just really bad at kidnapping people. So I, I went and I had a bit of a fight with him, and I realised that we could easily overpower him. And this that, is a Netflix series waiting to happen. <laughs> and it was at the end of the dream. It was. Maybe I'm thinking in future podcasts I just produce a dream because that seemed to be more entertaining than some of the stuff I've been doing recently. <laughs> Never, Richard. Oh, that's good. So you overpowered Keith Sutherland. 
I love the fact that you just let you go in the day and said you've got to be back at this house by a certain time and you're all free yeah. to go. I feel like he was missing the point of kidnapping, yeah. which is why I thought we could take him, and we did. Yeah, good. That's good. That's happy ever after. I like that. Um, Darren, what about you? You haven't been dreaming? No, although we've got a new segment for the podcast. I know, we have, definitely. Richard's Weird Dreams. <laughs> Paul's Health Updates and Dobbo's Dreams. I can't yeah, yeah. Um, so last week I was um, invited along to a event for the upcoming Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. So I couldn't talk about it uh, until Monday when the embargo lifted. So we got treated to... Uh, 45 minutes of gameplay which was really cool so we got to see an episode from each of the trilogies and a bit of a deep dive uh, and it looks really really good so I've written a few thoughts that's live on the site now if people want to read any more about it but April the 5th it's coming and it looks fantastic if you like Lego and Star Wars or either of the two you're going to love it I think it does look amazing doesn't it the backdrop it's oh, yeah it looks brilliant it sounds brilliant as well like the soundtrack, the voice acting, they've got some original uh, cast members involved in the project as well. Um, yeah, it just, it looks like a proper labour of love by the team. Wow, okay. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, good. Lego Star Wars coming out soon. What about you, James? What have you been doing? Uh, not a lot. I can't tell you, my, my dreams are a bit too uh, risky for this podcast. <laughs> 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 Um, the time slot. <laughs> yeah, I think after that. Uh, that's where that's where you, you have to pay for the subscription for James's dreams. That's it, yeah, yeah. I, I, I only will pay. <laughs> I, will pay. <laughs> um, I certainly will. <laughs> I know one subscriber. Um, <laughs> no, but I had a nice little um, practice today. It was, you know, Soulbox, the Korean snack box that I used to get. Well, I used to talk about on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Well, in this month's tasting guide, which is like what's in the box and like how to use it and what to to do with it, um, they had a, a feature. They were a feature every month on a certain subscriber, and that I was in the book this time. Oh. And they had a little bit of an interview with me as a soulmate, as they call it. Wow. So that was in the tasting guide. Wow. Yeah, it was quite nice to see yeah. I ugly mug in the uh, in the tasting guy. Put a the food. That's good. I like that. So you just a little yeah. interview with you. That's good. Yeah, it was nice. They asked me a few questions by email and picked a few out and put them in there. Oh, did you plug the Did you plug the podcast? No, <laughs> I don't tell you about the podcast. It's not worth it. Good idea. Yeah, embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> good work um, good that's it good I had, I'm not, I've not had much going on this week apart from work I'm working like a maniac at the moment um, mm. I watched a film called The Father which has been out for a long time already um, Anthony Hopkins won the Oscar for a Best Actor not last year I think um, If you, it's a really good film if you want to watch something it's on Amazon Prime at the moment so it's a, it's a very depressing film it's a film about um, mm. dementia but it's probably one of the best films I've seen that deals with it just the way they do the narrative structure and it, I think it gives you a really good idea of what it's like but it's just really really well done it's, and he deserved the Oscar for it. he's absolutely brilliant it? so if you fancy something a bit depressing but also brilliantly done <laughs> give the father a go yeah 
Yeah, even that listening to this podcast. Anyway, <laughs> I'm a game. <laughs> but we are a gaming podcast, so let's get on to what games we've been playing this week. Uh, who's going to go first? Dan, you go first. Um, so I've, yeah, we've it's not been a long, uh, long as it since we last together. So we only got one this week, okay. uh, but it's called the the Last Cube. So my review went up last week, um, and oh, how to describe it? It's a puzzle platformer essentially. So you play as the titular Last Cube, and you have to navigate your way around certain levels. And on each face of your cube, you can pick up what's called a sticker. And these stickers have varying abilities. So there are six in total different ones. Um, and they range from you being able to walk across gaps and kind of have temporary steps in midair to, to clear gaps in between platforms. You can create a clone cube, which can then roll off and help you progress through the level. Uh, there's other ones where you can, it looks like a cube walking on its tiptoes. It's really peculiarly adorable it like rolls around on its points so it can get across different platforms that you wouldn't be able to get across otherwise it's um it sounds a bit out there but it's brilliant it's really well designed really really well designed and there are there's a real clear difficulty curve as well so it starts off quite manageable and then before you know it you've got to use like three or four of the stickers at once to get through certain levels um, and then there are bonus levels that you can unlock, which are the kind of toughest tests. So if you're interested in something that's a little bit different, but will get, give the old grey matter a, a run for its money, then I'd recommend picking it up. It's really well done. So it's a, it's a puzzle adventure game. Yeah, yeah, essentially, it's like a, yeah, like a platformer, but you play as a cube, and, you, and there's loads of puzzle elements. And you've got to solve those puzzle elements to to progress. So there are certain. Um, tiles if you like on the floor it might be water so it might wipe away your sticker completely so you've got to figure out how to get past them without losing your abilities and all sorts it's it's really well done really clever oh and your review's on the site yeah it is yeah it's live now if you want to give it a read what have you given it four out of five i gave it wow um it's uh yeah it's it's really good it's worth worth picking up easy to miss but really enjoyable great good down how much is it it's yeah. about eleven or twelve quid, I think. Um, uh, so it, I think I think it's normally about fifteen, but it was on offer. I can't remember if it still is. So it's a little bit more expensive, but I think it's I think it's worth it. Good, thank you, Darren. Uh, Richard, what's your game? Uh, I played a mobile game this week <laughs> called Poppy's Playtime. Right. Which isn't. It wasn't originally a mobile game it was originally released on steam at the end of last year but i'd watched a load of let's plays of it um and then laura and i went for a walk this week and we saw one we saw a little girl holding a teddy of um the guy the, the main baddie in poppy's playtime which is a a big giant furry thing called huggy wuggy uh, <laughs> so i had another look at poppy's playtime and i found that there was a mobile version of it so i thought i've got to play it um but Poppy's Playtime is a horror puzzle game where you go into uh, an abandoned toy factory and you've got to figure out what's going on in there um, all whilst being chased by this hulking blue furry beer beast called Huggy Wuggy. I'm looking at it now on the images of it while you're speaking. Yeah, that's terrifying. 
<laughs> there's a bit um, towards the very end, and minor spoilers, where he starts chasing you through these like um, sewer ducts or air vents or whatever. Um, and you can get far enough ahead of him, and then if you turn round, because he's obviously had to scrunch up to fit into these vents, you can just see him chasing you down. And it is honestly terrifying, but at the same time, really good fun. <laughs> Great. Probably. And it's a mobile game, yeah? You say? It's on, it's on Steam. Right. I've played it on mobile, but I am praying that it comes to Xbox or consoles very oh, soon. No, because it's yeah. really enjoyable. It's very short. I think do it in less than an hour but this is the first chapter i've seen the trailer for chapter two which i cannot remember the name of the baddie in that but it's basically a big giant pink spider <laughs> what do you do you just run away from it is that the game i think you're you're you have to create a toy i think to try and escape there's a lot of law involved with it with it that involves um kidnapping again Right. which is the theme of my stuff today. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think it gets really sinister to do with like orphans and taking their souls and putting them inside these toys. Oh. Um, but this, this Huggy Wuggy is almost like the mascot for this toy company. Um, but he's, he, he, he appears at the, in the entrance and then when you return to this entrance, he's not there and you're like, oh, hang on a minute. This is going to get weird now. And then, yeah, he, he turns up when you least expect it and starts chasing you down. Wow. I think because he will, he will eat you, judging from the size, <laughs> judging from the size of his teeth. He's not, he's not there to scare you. He's there because he's hungry. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, good. Looking forward to that. Poppy's playtime. Um, James, what about you? You've got. What have you been playing? Uh, I almost had nothing. <laughs> I was going to tell you about the Gems of War update. Um, <laughs> not, not for you. Yeah. Um, there's a game coming out next Monday called Vengeful Heart, and it's a visual novel. Um, so if you don't like reading, this will not interest you in the slightest. Right. Um, but it's it's set like in a dystopian future, and the main character is a an engineer at a water company. And at this time, water is the most highly sought after commodity. It's like liquid gold, because the actual groundwater is just undrinkable. Like the planet's absolutely exhausted. Um, so yeah, you play an engineer, and basically, the engineer is living a great life until one day, the company she works for cuts off the water to her apartment building and basically holds the whole building hostage to their demands of sell your building or you get no water. Um, so it's a bit of a big company just really taking the mitt out of the lower social classes right. and just running right over everyone to make money. Um, and that that's just like the first chapter or two. After that, it gets a bit violent and the main character gets ser- seriously hurt. Mm-hmm. It becomes like um, a revenge story. Right. And she gets a cybernetic um, upgrade, let's say. In a heart? Uh, yes. 
Yeah, she works with a group of other like-minded, you know, after vengeance characters. Um, and it's very, it's got a very 80s feel to it. As in the music, the storytelling, it's a bit of action, but it's really about social politics. Um, and it is interesting. Okay. But you'll know within the first half an hour whether you're into it or not. I quite like it. I, I, was, I was wanting to play more, but we had to do a podcast. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to get up into it. Is it on Xbox? It is. Okay. Yeah, next Monday it's coming. Ah, okay, brilliant. It's going to be £10. Good. And I'm reviewing that, so you can look out for a review in the next week or so. Great. Thank you, James. Um, I right. have been playing Elden Ring still and Horizon Forbidden West. That's just swapping between those two. But I have What's reviewed... Elden Ring? What's Elden Ring? <laughs> yeah, what is that? Yeah. I mean, we've not talked about that. Um, <laughs> uh, in between, I have been doing other stuff. I've been playing Trooper Pursuit 2. Uh, I don't think it's called that. I think it's called, it's called Trooper Pursuit Live or something. A live 2, but it's definitely 2. Um, and it's by Ubisoft. And it's uh, exactly the same as the first game. <laughs> I did wonder how they could uh, yeah. evolve it. There's no difference from what I can make out. Um, different questions. That's it. Uh, but it's the same idea. You you play a sort of like five rounds or three rounds you can choose between. And uh, you're up with four people. And you can play on your own against the AI or you can go online or you can play with a friend and swap the controller around but you can I've played online quite a lot and actually I'm starting to use a, there's a bit of waiting around for start but actually now it's pretty you pretty much get a game and that's good because everyone it's a real competition because everyone's kind of um, you're not getting AIs just choosing something ridiculous like where is America and they go to the ocean <laughs> they go for that um it's so it's a it's, it's I'm enjoying it online, but you know it does get a bit the samey after a while. But if you're after a quiz game that you play with the family, play with people online, it's it's gonna. I've not had the same question twice, and I play quite a few games. Um, yeah, but it's not that much different from the first one. Can I ask one question? You certainly can. Are uh, the questions quite Americanized? Uh, yeah, they are. I mean, generally, mm. when it goes to sport and leisure, you you don't get you get quite a lot of um, American football game questions. Uh, but yeah, you know, but you, it's not. It's 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 pretty. It's it's good. It's good. The questions are good. The questions are hard as well. So it's. Uh, How many questions are there? There seems to be loads. I've not had the same one twice. Can you count them and let me know? I will do. I'll do that next time. Okay. Are we? Sorry, Richard. Saying you can't review it until you've got every single question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Richard, have you got another game to talk about? I have. Um, I probably should have started with this one, thinking about it. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, so the uh, well, a release that came out last week um, was Stranger of Paradise: Final Fantasy Origin, uh, and I'm playing that and reviewing it for the site now at the moment. Um, I've only played about four and a half, five hours of it so far. Um, 
but the it's it's pretty good. It's a, it's almost like a retelling or a reimagination of the very first Final Fantasy game, which involves the the four warriors of light going to try and kill this knight called Gar. Good what? Have I lost you? Hello. Oh, I lost. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm back. My I had a, another phone call that. That stopped it, but I it. it was called Gap, and then you win. Nah. I liked it. I it thought was... Kiefer Sutherland had got me then for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Kiefer. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Kiefer. I don't want him. I don't want the real guy coming for me. I know. So it's. It, I think it's called Garland. But anyway, um, in this this reimagination of it, um, you start off on a quest to kill chaos and that is the reoccurring theme i've i've heard the name chaos about 20 30 times and every time it's it's jack going jack's the main protagonist going oh, i need to kill chaos there was a point in the game where someone suggested to him that maybe this chaos was a was a construct created by man to sort of explain all the bad things that was happening in in the world and this jack was like nah i'm not buying that i'm here to kill chaos <laughs> literally walked off and then put some um early naughty early noughties rap metal on in his headphones and just left everyone to it Jesus. it's a it's a very bizarre game um some of it's very rushed as well so when you try and speak to to people there's no towns to really explore that I've encountered yet anywhere. Um, it's all done through the main menu. You'll pick uh, the option to talk to people and then you can pick who to talk to people and then it'll show you a quick cut scene of you talking to that person. But there's no towns or cities to explore. Right. So that, that side of it feels very rushed. But then on the other hand, um, the combat and the job system is really good really really impressive and it feels like all the time has been put into developing this impressive job system and combat um and then everything else sort of rushed by at the last minute it's supposedly like a um a, a souls a, a souls born game where you go through these areas every so often you'll reach a checkpoint um and then you can level up at these checkpoints the combat is very quick and a lot less tech uh, yeah a lot less technical than than Elden Ring for example right. you can go in and sort of mash the uh, the right bumper a lot easier and uh, end up defeating the enemies just through sheer power um but yeah it's it's a weird one there's a lot of there's a lot of it that I don't like but then the combat is really good, and I'm enjoying playing through these areas um, with all the different jobs that I've got. So there's mages, there's all the all the typical Final Fantasy job types and job tropes. Um, but it's fun to then find you can find more doing side quests, and then once you complete a skill tree, you can unlock new jobs and everything. So they're quite fun to to do. Yeah, a lot of it does feel rushed at the same time. Okay. I won't be playing it. I don't even know what it is. I don't understand it. This seems to be a Final Fantasy different game coming out every day. Um, yeah, no, good. But you like it, Richard, don't you? You think it's all right? 
Yeah, I mean, it's Final Fantasy, so I'm not going to berate it too much. <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me that Final Fantasy VII, the second one, the remake, or the new Final Fantasy. That's what I want. Yeah, that would like. be preferable. Yeah. Um, we'll leave it out. Maybe I'll save the pizza boy who saved the world for next time. <laughs> oh, wow. That was not right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's go on to the news. Now, we last week when we did our podcast, there was a um, state of play that happened that night. And it was for Hogwarts Legacy. And we saw a 20-minute video showing quite a bit of gameplay. Um, have you guys seen it before I even start this? Yes. Good. Yes. My God. We researched. James? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah good. Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, oh my god, you haven't seen it twice, you liar. Um, <laughs> Darren, your what's your thoughts on the on the Hogwarts Legacy? First of all, initial um, thoughts. I it, I've never been a massive Harry Potter fan. I've always, but you know, there was always in the noughties It was, are you a fan of Lord of the Rings or are you a fan of Harry Potter? And I was more Lord of the Rings, but. Um, in terms of an kind of open world deep dive experience, in terms, it's set in the late eighteen hundreds, isn't it? It's set way before the original the original films and stuff, where Harry Potter was in it. Um, it it does look quite good. Right? It it looks good in terms of visually, and it also looks good in terms of just how how deep the experience is going to be. But half the stuff they were talking about, I had no idea what it was um, <laughs> because I'm not a, a massive Harry Potter fan. So I think it will be really good, but it's not one that I'll probably look at, um, to be honest, especially because it's probably going to take a hefty amount of investment time-wise as well, I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, James, what's your thoughts? It must have been a lot bigger and more expansive than I expected, I think, because um, there's quite a bit of open world to it as well. Yeah. When you look to the uh, gameplay. I was more interested in the puzzles and the well, just the puzzles really that's not interesting really I don't mind Harry Potter but I think is it the point where you know is it really relevant these days you know who's really watching Harry Potter who's thinking about Harry Potter hopefully no one he's quite boring <laughs> um, but I do like that you're going back in time it means you can create new characters. I think the story might be interesting because of that. I think if they rehash the same, oh, bringing Dumbledore and Voldemort, it'd be a bit really. But it's good to see an original take on it. Um, I was a bit confused at one point where they were, I think they were like cultivating plants. It had a timer, like oh, yeah. half an hour. Yeah. I thought if I'm in a game and I want something, I'm not gonna wait half an hour for it to for it to do it. Well there's a big and thing it, online, wasn't there, about everyone went, This it sounds like you can pay to get it done quicker, you know, with um microtransactions. Yeah. But then they said there's no microtransactions, so Oh that's no, right. So you have to wait half an hour. Yeah. Which I thought it was a bit weird. But yeah, it looks a lot better than I expected. But I'm still not enticing enough to get day one. Yeah. I might try it when it's cheap or if it's on Game Pass or something. Um yeah. 
Alright. Yeah, okay, it's alright. Darren's not too impressed. Right, you, Richard, are you going to bring this home? Are you going to be a big Harry Potter fan? Do you know what? <laughs> I really like the look of this. Ah. Um, so I loved the Harry Potter books growing up as a kid. I thought the first three films were brilliant. I thought the rest of the films were absolute dog dirt, though. So I yeah. sort of fell out with um, the, the world of Harry Potter a lot when those films ruined the books that I loved so much as a kid. But this, I think the scale and the, the scope looks absolutely brilliant. I was expecting it when it first got announced to just be like um, a bully version set in, in Hogwarts. Um, but seeing this this presentation is like, there's a lot more other stuff going on. But it made me laugh afterwards that everyone was like, well, where's Quidditch? And I was like, God, well, there's pretty much everything else in here. <laughs> Yeah. That you could want for a Harry Potter game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think this the size of it is very impressive. It, um, what it reminded me of, you know, bear with me, you lot, watching the Red Dead Two trailer for the first time for gameplay, because it felt like this time it was like when I remember watching Red Dead Two, it's like and you can do this and you can go fishing, and you can do all these things and you can do that and you can do this. It felt like this trailer was going on for. It was, oh my god, there's so much going on. There's so much that it did feel like a load of stuff that you're mm. doing. Because like you said, you've got the going to lessons thing. You've got the, this kind of overarching narrative about a goblin uprising. But like James said, there's lots of puzzles, like dungeons in Hogwarts, and you can go outside Hogwarts. And, and combat. Combat, yeah. Loads of combat. Yeah. yeah. Combinations as well with environment. With the environment, you can bring in... You can bring them close to you. You can, you know, attack them in various ways. It's, it looks quite innovative in combat wise. Yeah, and you have sort of like, um, is it like allies you can choose from someone to you you're yeah. working with, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, is it's coming to Series X, isn't it? And it's coming to PlayStation Five, so it's them only, I think. Correct me I if I'm wrong. I think it's. Uh, I've seen it mentioned on PS4 as well. Because uh, it's going to Switch, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know how. Is it's, it? I don't know how it's <laughs> going to get, get on the Switch. Um, I can't imagine that. Quick look. Yeah. Yeah. PlayStation oh, uh, 4, Xbox One, ah, right, PC, okay. and Switch. It, yeah. It, it'll be a special Switch version where you stay inside Hogwarts. It's all cartoony graphics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's a remake of Philosopher's Stone on the PS1. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, it's. I, th- I think I agree with. I think I agree with. Well, I think it's good that it's a new story. It's in a new kind of era. I think all that's really good. And it's, you know, it's... You're st- but still, you can still walk around the place that you know and you want to explore more and it looks very deep, that place. And it's coming this year, isn't it? September. No, not September. Autumn. No, this is late 2022. Okay. Holiday 2022. So it's another big old big old game coming in that time as well. God, there's a lot massive games, isn't there? Um... Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm kind of like I really like to explore that world. I don't know how much it's going to grab me. That story's got to grab me fully. Mm. I don't really want to just keep going to potions classes and doing quick time things, or you know, that's what I feel. There'll be a lot of that. I think I'm just going to put it out there. I think the story will be the weakest part of it, oh, and it's going to be reliant on everyone else going. But yeah, but look where you can explore, right? And look how cool it is. Right. Good. I think the star is going to be half baked. Oh, jeez. Thanks, Richard. Thank you. 
Um, good. Um, okay, let's go on. Let's move on. Um, let's go to um, Godfall is coming to Xbox Series X and One, which is, which is I was quite surprised with. Are you, Richard? Uh, yeah, because I suppose they need to shift a few more copies, I suppose. <laughs> um, is this coming to Game Pass? I don't think I saw it. It's coming to Game Pass. It's coming, Not yet. It's coming on April the 7th. It might be a Game Pass one. Um, have you played this, Richard or Darren? No. 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 I, I haven't either. No, because it's just me, is it? <laughs> just me is playing the Magic Mode. I, I got it. I bought a copy of it, I think, pretty early on the PS5. And I enjoyed it. It was good. It was... It it, it got very repetitive. Um, and, you know, the world looks lovely and sparkly, but it's worth a go. It just You just end up repeating stuff after a while. It's like getting gear and just doing the same one thing. But, yeah, it's good. But I think you're right. I think they probably need to sell quite a bit, didn't they? Um, I think the good thing about it is that they did a massive update on the day it launches. So it's going to be a bit different to how it was when you probably you first played it. Right. I mean, there's, there's a new mode called is it Spirit Realms, I think. Right. Um, and that's a co-op mode. You play it with five other people. Oh. So that could be interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's good to have the option to try it. It looked like a decent game, nothing special. A decent. Yeah. I wonder how they'll price it now. Yeah. Wasn't it? It's, you know, it's, it's what, two years old now? Yeah. It should, yeah. And also, you can get it in the sale and PlayStation 5 quite very cheap now. Um, another big um, announcement this time is The Witcher. Now, I said this on the podcast you know, a couple of weeks ago. I said there's a new Witcher game in development. And you're where nothing's been announced. I think it's you, James. And there is one. I, I think I must have heard this a long time. I, this wasn't news to me. You sort of knew this was going to happen. Or maybe I dreamt it. One of weird Richard's dreams. Keep the silver in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they've come out and said, yes, it's been CD Project Red. Um, announced on Monday. There's uh, a new Witch game. Um it might be called The Witcher 4, it might not be. A new saga begins, and there's just an image of the... What is it? What's that called? The medallion? Mm-hmm. With yeah. the eyes glowing yeah. in the snow. Um, and w- the other thing we do know, it's going to be in the Unreal Engine 5. Um, it's going to be developed in rather than their own engine, which is which is interesting. Um, yeah, um, a new Witcher game. Who, Rick James, you're a massive Witcher fan. Are you excited about this? Massive is a bit of a come on overstatement. I I, I love the game. Um, I forgot I have been about it since then. I need to remember other important things. Like, yeah. Oh, nothing really. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I, I'm very excited that they're gonna start a new. I think it's a completely new, well, a new starting. They said so. It's. As long as they take the time and don't do a time punk, I'll be happy. You know what I mean? Don't, don't have a terrible launch. Do whatever it takes 
to plan it out, make it an almost perfect game, and then release it to the world. Then right. I'll be happy. But I know all too well that it'll probably be an absolute mess. Just like the Witcher 3 was. Okay. Not optimistic there, James. Yeah, I, I want them to do well. Oh, yeah. I know what they're like. <laughs> Good. It'd be nice on the Unreal Engine 5, seeing that kind of yeah. world. would be amazing. Yeah. Um, Dan, Richard, you Witcher fans? I can't remember. Have you talked about a Witcher ever? Um, casually, but yeah. I haven't plowed as many hours as needed into Witcher 3 to complete it. But I am excited about Unreal Engine 5, like you say, because did you play that? matrix kind of ex- well not play it but yeah. experience that matrix thing it was incredible so if they can tap into that then yeah i'm sure it'll look incredible what's the first unreal engine 5 we know that's coming in we know we know that the hellblade 2 is in unreal engine 5 isn't it yes it is I'm not, I'm not sure really there's just been concept stuff released really at the moment yeah. there's been a few stills and that matrix thing yeah, no, it, yeah, it's, it's it's good. I mean, we're not going to see this Witcher game for a, a long time, are we? You know, no. when they announced Cyberpunk, it was 2014, I think, the first Oh, announcement. God, yeah. So it's going to be a long time. But yeah, it's still exciting. It's, there are a lot of people debating whether it's going to be uh, not Geralt. Um, it's going to be the focus. It'll be, is it Ceci? 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 We got that right? We'll let you go with that. Yeah, good. I like it. Talking about um, realistic graphics, (laughs) that's my tenuous link. Uh, The links. Yeah. Game my favourite. The viewers love it. Um, There was this kind of little video, wasn't it, that I sent to you lot. Um, It's um, a tech demo, and it's about. It's a little kind of two minute is it two minute thing and it's a visual presentation a unity's tech demo and it's called enemies and it's just worth having a look if you just type in enemies uh unity tech demo and you'll see this sort of thing and it's showing basically how they can do um realistic facial expressions isn't it photorealism um with this kind of woman did you all have a look at this yeah yeah. yeah, I thought I was watching the Queen's Gambit again at first. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> you serious? Yeah, she's playing chess, isn't she? There's a kind of spirally thing going around her. Yeah. 60 years on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks great, mm. doesn't it? I mean, I think that... I think um, playing a few games at the moment, playing Horizon, um, Forbidden West, their facial animation is amazing. As in, I think I said before, every time Bernadette passes, she goes, oh, I know that actor. Because it's like, you are just in the room. And I think that's good. That that's that. And it's also with an ally, you can, you know, I think it mentions this thing, you can, she sw- starts to sweat when she's in hotter regions. So it's really, it's um, it's interesting seeing that kind of, do we need this? Do we need photorealistic humans, Richard? I think it's the next evolution, isn't it? It's, for, in terms of computer graphics, it's like I think I mentioned it last week. It's it is starting to to plateau off in terms of what what games can achieve graphics wise. But yeah, this I mean to say that this was Unity as well. 
this tech demo, which is a, a free engine that anyone can use, was very impressive. Yeah. Um, James is impressed, I can tell that. I think, no, I think it's photorealistic. Sometimes it isn't quite as good as when you just, you know, use the imagination to create something that looks better than real. Um, I mean, I, I obviously watching it knew it wasn't real because it told me it wasn't real. Yeah. But also, I think to really fool people, you've got to work on the eyes. Those eyes are just dead. <laughs> no life in them. And what, now that, I think, it can make some incredible character models. And maybe the hair. The hair is a little bit weird. The way it moved. Yeah. It's a bit fancy. Maybe too much hairspray. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, it's good for some games. I think a lot, a lot more games will need to use that to take it to the next level. James Awards. I mean, <laughs> don't don't count it out. James Awards. <laughs> It's years in the making. I'm the engine five when come. I think James makes a good point, though, that if you do go down the photorealistic route, you do lose that stylistic approach that games tend to have. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Which is interest, an interesting debate to have. It's interesting with, like, with, with Elden Ring, without saying that, because their character, human animations, I don't think are great facially. They look like PS3. You know, just the faces, but that doesn't matter exactly. James's point because the other, all the other design around it is amazing. The kind mm -hmm. of yeah, the creature, the world. So yeah, it's it's interesting. Again, was watching with playing Horizon Forbidden West with this thing. When I think the the problem with that game, the only problem is I've heard the cutscenes are sometimes a bit boring. Some of the cutscenes, there's lots of dialogue conversations, and because all the dialogue conversations are acted out completely <laughs> you know it's very, you end up still watching them because it's like watching the tv you know you're watching someone on the telly you know like in other games you can just sort of like skip that stuff if it's like mm -hmm. uh in this one it's like you're still watching it and going actually this is really dull it's been going for five minutes but i'm still watching them chat because they're acting they're <laughs> acting in front of me but actually what they're saying is really boring um yeah so it's yeah it's i mean i think it will be more and more like that i mean it's great for you know performances and creators because they can actually get more and more um into this kind of uncanny valley kind of feel it doesn't actors just looking like mm -hmm. actors at that point yeah you know, i think mm -hmm. i think james is absolutely right do something creative with it as well then just have actors on there um i watched them the film the adam project on netflix and mm -hmm. one of the scenes had it's time travel things they had the both the actress got her name isn't it Christine Keeler I think um, and her younger version and that looked weird talking to herself but they de-aged her in that <laughs> weird way what, what did you think of it just off topic I really liked it yeah I thought it was fun did you yeah, uh, yeah. fun sleep yeah I mean <laughs> it's, it's fun it's not I think I watched it in two parts it's oh fun. I might try that yeah so I wouldn't go mad about it but it's fun <laughs> um, good um, let's go on to what should we talk about next? Should we talk about um, Haven Studios coming to PlayStation family? Who's who put this on? Right. 
<laughs> I chuck this on here because oh, um, apparently their new first new IP is going to be a AAA multiplayer experience. Um, so that's got people kind of pondering what it could possibly be. But it's interesting because they're quietly, slowly adding studios to the to the kind of collective, aren't they? Whereas Microsoft. I felt like really make a big song and dance about it. I feel like PlayStation are quietly just building up um, their team in the background after the big news of the acquisition with Activision for Xbox. So I'm uh, I'm intrigued because they, we've talked about this before on the podcast quite a few times, but PlayStation have seemingly had this big, huge experience games focus on single player in terms of what's been released um so i was interested to see that this is specifically been billed as a multiplayer experience yeah um yeah it's interesting with playstation with their kind of yeah you're right about the studio i think i think xbox had their almost their big splurge last year didn't they in september mm. or december which really helped them talk about all their all their still grabbing People like um, who was their big thing before the Call of Duty people, Activision, Bethesda, Bethesda, yeah. yeah. And then they had their Halo release and their Forza release just before Christmas. And then it's been quite quiet, hasn't it? To be fair, this year because mm. um, they haven't had any releases, have they? Big releases. Um, and PlayStation have had a few. Mm, yeah, um, and it's and it and now. Um, now we've leading on to the next bit, which is the Perfect Dark Studio people. What the hell's going on there? Oh yeah, I uh, I saw this well last week really, but we we didn't have time to cover it. But um, yeah, this it's interesting the timing of news when you know like poor cultures um, are kind of revealed in studios. I mean, it must happen in a lot of places, but you seem to have one report and then a few reports off the back of it, and then it all goes quiet again. Um, but apparently half of the core development team had quit in the space of a year, um, which is a lot um, by anyone's stretch. I think it's around 36 people. Um and certain media sites have had a look at like LinkedIn profiles and kind of drew, drawn up the numbers and stuff. But they're still saying that they're kind of confident in the overall studio and the direction they're heading. But um, yeah, that level of departures has, has drawn some attention, I think. It's a worry, isn't it? I mean, what's the studio called? Is it the initiative? Yes, they're right. doing the, the Perfect Dark game, which is still in development as far as we're aware. I mean, the initiative, wasn't it like the best of everyone from all these different companies has formed this studio. Mm-hmm. So it's so quite big people, isn't it? I mean, yeah. yeah. There could be a case of like, there's too many kind of like alphas yep. <laughs> all in one place. <laughs> um, Potentially. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that goes with, because uh, we haven't really heard anything about Perfect Dark at all, have we, for a while. I'd forgotten about it until this story yeah. broke, to be honest. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, yeah, they're making a Perfect Dark reboot. Yeah. And remembered that I was looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of kind of like people leaving at the moment, things changing hands, people going around. But, you know, maybe we're, maybe we're more attuned to it now. Maybe we're more attuned to the kind of like the HR departments of uh, big companies. I don't know. <laughs> maybe we just didn't it didn't affect us before it didn't become a news thing but mm. yeah um okay 
And we're going to just sort of like think about two TV show adaptations are coming up. The first one is A Plague Tale. Um, it's getting turned into a TV show. Now, Richard's played The Plague Tale. Um, James, James hasn't. Darren, have you played it? I haven't, no. No, there we go. James, Richard, what do you think? I think this is a brilliant idea for a TV show. As I've said many times, I think uh, A Plague Tale and The Last of Us are quite similar in terms of game, story, and everything else. Um, but I, I prefer A Plague Tale over The Last of Us. Um, mm. So that this, the fact that this one's getting a TV show as well uh, is very exciting. I think there's a, a lot that they can do with that. But yeah, I'd be happy with just a, a retelling seen through the eyes of a different medium. Yeah. I think it'd be really interesting what they could do. And I think the kind of historical aspects as well would maybe be interesting to um, more of an audience maybe rather than just like yeah. a game, I think. I think that would be a big... I'm just trying to think of the beats of it because it's it has got magic in it, hasn't it? Of course, but it's about yeah, this kind of it's yeah. set in France as well. Is it oh, during there? Is it the French Revolution? No, it's before no, it's, that. It's sort of 14th century time, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. During during their um, dealings with the the Black Death. And yeah, everything. that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's yeah. It's, it should be exciting, that. I think you're right. I think it's no point. I think, you know, we talked about this before, but The um, the Last of Us, I'm really excited about. But I don't want it just to retread the same story as in the games, because they do it very well in the games. Mm-hmm. So we don't want that with um, this as well, just doing the same beats. Because it would be, I think that would be disappointing, because it's like, you're just going to be disappointed because you know what's going to happen. Unless you haven't played it before. Well, you two need to bloody play the game. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and then it'll ruin the story. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to get on that now soon when the next one comes out. Um, the other thing is, which I don't care about, but you lot will, it's Tekken Bloodline. It's an anime show based on Tekken. Mm-hmm. James, are you excited about this? Oh, I... I've enjoyed the Tekken games for many years. I've never really got into the story much. So I think it's good to have a way to tell the actual lore behind the, you know, the, the characters. Mm. I mean, it looked pretty good from the teaser that I saw. And there's a lot of faces that you'll recognise. I was most excited to see uh, Armour King. Um, but I think the was it a comic book series? I don't know if you reviewed that, Richard, or someone else did. Yeah, um, and I didn't do this, which I think is a, is going to be a prequel. I did yeah. something way after that. But uh, yeah, I feel like Tekken. If you're going to pick a fighting game, Tekken's got an incredible amount of backstory that's not exactly. really explored anywhere near as much as it should be in the games. So yeah, any any chance to explore that I think is a good thing. Whenever I played Tekken, like from the nineties, and I was really bad at any kind of um, I don't even know what it's called. What's it called? Games. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, 
I always just I always like the cutscenes. I know the cutscenes just been amazing. It's kind of like before you start playing, on like the kind of these stories. It was always like all the fighters were coming together from around the world, like polar bears and all sorts of things, and pandas <laughs> from everywhere. And I always thought, oh, that world is interesting. They all it makes sense to them, even though it sounded looked mad mm-hmm. to me. So yeah, I, you know, it makes sense to have that kind of world on view. People will like that. James will like that. Maybe Darren. Mm-hmm. Richard. I yeah, I, I've got fond memories of Tekken three for the PS one. Um I don't really know anything about the backstory because as Richard rightly said, it wasn't too much of a focus in the games. But I remember having a lot of good times with that and the um beach volleyball spin off game as well it was good fun. Uh, <laughs> but I doubt that'll be in it. So uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, I'll 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 give it a watch, especially if it's if it's an anime and it's short kind of twenty minute chunks which I assume it will be, I feel like it'll be quite accessible and easy to get into. Good. There we go. Um, one more quick bit of news that's just come out today when we're recording is there's going to be another Ghostbusters game. Um, and it's a four versus one multiplayer game in the very much in the lines of the Friday the 13th and those kind of games. Um, I think they said Dan Aykroyd's going to be in it still and... Um, as the character is going to voice it, only Hudson. Um, it's going to come out in uh, in uh, autumn uh, holiday again, twenty twenty two. Would you would you be, would you play this? Is this a good thing? Kind of like a four versus one. I don't know if one of you plays as a ghost. I suppose you do, don't you? One of you will be a what like a slimer ghost, and the other or like, <laughs> and then the rest of you will be like the ghost person trying to get it. As long as you can play as that uh, zombie taxi driver, then I'm interested. There we go. <laughs> that guy still terrifies me. Turning the head, turning, yeah. <laughs> Who's the um, Zool? You play as Zool? Or one of the... No, yeah, Zool's a good shout. Yeah. Or the, uh, the, li- the librarian. Oh, yeah. yeah. This sounds good. Yeah, this is well, alright. I think we've made it sound a bit better than it, than it will <laughs> yeah, be. Yeah, we will <laughs> do you think it's going to work? Normally these games are very buggy for a while, aren't they? I'm looking at some of the screenshots now. Oh my god. It could be the kind of game that gets patched month after month and finally turns into a decent game after maybe a year. Oh, it looks when quite fun. More content. Yeah, yeah. It looks alright. Well, that's what you can do with it. Another game coming out in the autumn. It's going to be busy here this year. They're all going to come out, aren't they? Yeah, so many games. No, 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 it's that one. <laughs> I found in the radar. <laughs> um, good. Thank you, gentlemen. Well, now, what are we looking forward to next week? Uh, Richard, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I'm off to see Stereophonics tomorrow, which I'm looking forward to. <laughs> and then on oh, Thursday, yeah. I, I'm doing more food tasting for the wedding. But this one's not cake this time. This is proper food. Oh. What, what what are you tasting? What's your what are you looking forward to the most? Uh, I think there's going to be like eight or nine dishes, and we we need to decide and bring it down to two or three. Wow, good. So hopefully we can. Great, that sounds fun. What about you, Dan? Um, so I'm having a very late birthday get together from the end of February. So we've got a few people coming over to ours on Saturday night, which should be good fun. 
Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Catch up, people. You play um, some Dual Pursuit too. Is that out? Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Are you reviewing it? I can't remember. I am reviewing it. Yeah. If you're uh, if you've got your final thoughts prepped by then, I might check it out. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, uh, James, what about you? Um, well, I think Peacemaker is on Sky like the whole series now. So I'm going to watch that this week. Is it on now? Which, yeah, it's the one starring John Cena. Oh. It looks fantastic. I'd highly recommend you all watch it because it, it will be good. Can I watch it on now yeah, TV? It's, yeah, it's on there, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's on now brilliant. TV. Okay, lovely. I like the film Suicide Squad, so I might give that a look. Mm. Good. Yeah, it looks really good. What am I looking forward to this week? I've got so much work this week. I'm out day and night. But we are going to be back a little bit earlier next week because of my work schedule. So, and we're going to be covering, <laughs> we're doing a special covering of the, what's the award ceremony we're watching? Not the award ceremony. What is it? The showcase though. No, oh, that's it. Future Games. Future Games <laughs> on the 24th. That's what we're going to be covering. We're going to be covering right. it next Sunday. So I'm looking forward to that. Because it's going to be a lot. I'm looking forward to that. Everyone knows what they're doing. It'll be good. <laughs> you threw me there. I thought we were doing like a BAFTA special or something. I got really confused. It's an award ceremony. You're okay, different content, a different award ceremony. We're doing our own award ceremony. That's it. <laughs> we'll dress it up. We'll just the, the dream award. of the season. <laughs> Goes to Richard. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Paul gets a special uh, award for his health. Health check of the year. Oh, right. Um, oh, yeah, it's great. Right. Good. Thank you, gentlemen. If we need to find you, where would we find you, James? Um, Twitter and Instagram at OKUKL. Um, Darren? I'm also on Twitter at 27Darren. Uh, Richard I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Dubbo1912 <laughs> and you can find me I always say it, this GB Briley at Twitter and Twitch I don't know if that's the right thing um, but <laughs> 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 maybe it is who knows um, until then we'll see you very early in about a week no half a week's time Sunday we're going to do the next time um, until then we'll see you next time bye 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 You've been listening to the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. You have found all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook.